Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 231. Chapter 10. I'll tell you all my secrets, but I lie about my past, so send me off to bed forevermore. Tom Waits, Tango Tiller Sore. A whole life in darkness, surrounded by filth, that was what Shadow dreamed, his first night in Lakeside. A child's life, long ago and far away in a land across the ocean, in the lands where the sun rose. But this life contained no sunrises, only dimness by day and blindness by night. Nobody spoke to him. He heard human voices from outside, but he could understand human speech no better than he understood the howling of the owls or the yelps of dogs. He remembered, or thought he remembered, one night half a lifetime ago, when one of the big people had entered quietly and had not cuffed him or fed him, but had picked him up to her breast and embraced him. She smelled good. She had made crooning noises. Hot drops of water had fallen from her face to his. He had been scared and had wailed loudly in his fear. She put him down on the straw hurriedly and left the hut, fastening the door behind her. He remembered that moment, and he treasured it just as he remembered the sweetness of a cabbage heart, the tart taste of plums, the crunch of apples, the greasy delight of roasted fish. And now he saw the faces in the firelight, all of them looking at him as he was led out from the hut for the first time, which was the only time. So that was what people looked like. Raised in darkness, he had never seen faces. Everything was so new, so strange. The bonfire light hurt his eyes. They pulled on the rope around his neck to lead him to the space between the two bonfires where the man waited for him. When the first blade was raised in the firelight, what a cheer went up from the... And that's our page. Chapter 10 is here. We start the chapter with lyrics from Tom Waits' song, Tango Till They're Sore, off his 1985 album, Rain Dogs. It's considered a concept album about the urban dispossessed, and golly, if that ain't appropriate to this book. Here's a clip of the song, and if you haven't heard Tom Waits before, you're in for a treat. Deal out jacks of bed on a blanket by the stairs. I tell you all my secrets, but I lie about my past. And send me off to bed forevermore. Make sure they play my theme song. I guess daisies I have to do. Just get me to New Orleans and pay shadows on the pews. Turn the spin. The line from the song most pertinent to the novel, at least in my estimation, isn't quoted at the head of the chapter, but it's the next line. Make sure they play my theme song. I guess daisies will have to do. Just get me to New Orleans and paint shadows on the pews. Essentially, the character in the song is preparing for his own funeral. He wants there to be music, but the flowers aren't as crucial to him. That is, daisies are an inexpensive flower, so that's fine. The service would be in New Orleans, but if no one shows up, paint shadows on the pews in case no one appears, and at least it'll look like people will be there. This also seems kind of similar to how people worship in America. It's also, though, how the gods are dying in America. I guess... I mean, it's just about America in general in this book, huh? If we think back to Ibis in the Hall of Forgotten Gods, this is how gods die, unmourned and unremembered. At the same time, the lines at the start of the chapter could apply to any number of people. Shadow is lying to himself about his marriage to Laura, but Wednesday has also been pretty deceptive about his past, as is Hinzelman, but we haven't met him too deeply yet. We don't know exactly what's going on with him, but suffice it to say... Hinzelman is not everything we think he is. There's some small foreshadowing in the use of this song, but I guess we don't really need to dive into it too deeply. It's foreshadowing, not foretelling, isn't it? The song also has a similar sound to the St. James Infirmary blues, the funeral blues, New Orleans blues kind of song. 
if I knew more about music, I would have more insight and be able to describe it beyond just blues, but well, you got an English major, sorry. The Dream Shadow has here is, it's pretty close to the worst one so far, a child raised alone in darkness, though it's important to note that the creature Shadow is embodying doesn't identify themselves as human just because he doesn't know enough to do so. The voices he hears are human voices, but the child himself doesn't see himself the same as these people. The portion also seems to be a bit of a callback to the slave dream Shadow had he had when he had just left prison. It's not exactly the same, but similar enough for my purposes. Shadow has a lot of these dreams, or maybe even nightmares. The dream in the Hall of Forgotten Gods turned into a nightmare, and this one is pretty much a straight-up nightmare from start to finish. It ties back into the novel in something we haven't really talked about as much, but there was a line early on about a rot beneath the surface, and at first I was kind of thinking it was more just broadly American in that things are pretty good in America, not for everyone, and not consistently for everyone, certainly, but there's there's an ideal of America. There's an idea that if you think of America, you think of prosperity and wealth and happy nuclear family, all that bullshit that doesn't really exist. But it's an ideal and it's a dream and it's rotten at the core because it's not actually attainable for most people. And there's a darkness at the core of this novel as well. And I only just learned the other day what this is referencing. And it was a joy to discover while it was also a goddamn depressing story to read, but definitely track it down. This is pretty on-the-nose reference to a short story known as The Ones Who Walk Away from Omelas by Ursula K. Le Guin. It was originally published in 1973, and it's this really utopian story, and then suddenly there's this dark twist right in the middle, and it, it fucked me up. I mean, I was trying to... I was just trying to poke around and have some fun on Twitter like you do, which I should have known was a mistake, but someone asked Neil Gaiman if he based this section of the book on The Lottery by Shirley Jackson, and he responded that there was some element of that kind of idyllic small-town life, but more so that it was the Ursula K. Le Guin story. Definitely track it down, but it's a, it's a tough read. The dream ends rather abruptly on the next page, though, so I guess we can continue our discussion tomorrow. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for the use of his version of St. James Infirmary Blues as the show's theme, and thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>